for quite some years now, there has been a, a debate between the Christian theologians and the scientific community about the beginning of the earth, when the earth began, and a whole lot of stuff. But the scientists are saying that the earth began billions of years ago. And the Christian theologians or Christians are saying that the world, the earth began quite some few thousand years ago, starting with Adam in, in, in the Garden of Eden. Okay. I mean, I don't intend on trying to um, end the debate or dissolve the debate or I don't know, like give some sort of idea or take a side on the debate that's been going on for all these times. But then what I I'm going to do on this podcast today is to talk about a story, a historical event that happened years back, like thousands of years ago um, in the Bible. And this story is found in Genesis, which stars um, the famous Noah, Noah and the ark, Noah and his flood or the rain. I don't know how you would want to put this. But if you study the scriptures very well, there's a law that, that which which says the law of first occurrence, meaning that if you should read the Bible and then you find that there's a word showing up for the first time ever in the scripture, that's, that, that word actually holds a very important meaning because it kind of defines how it's going to be used afterwards, how it's going to be used in other parts of the scripture. And the meaning, the original meaning of that word actually would definitely originate from its context of occurrence in a first. Okay, well, no argument about that though, because it seems to work pretty well when you read the Bible. But then the issue is, if you want to talk about the law of first occurrence in the Bible, and you say that something occurring for the first time, or a word showing up for the first time in scripture, is to say it's occurring for the first time. Could it possibly be right or wrong? I don't think the fact that I'm thirsty for the whole day and I didn't drink water and all of a sudden I start asking for water means that I've never been thirsty throughout the day before requesting for the water. If this argument is true, then it's not explicit every time to say that whenever you read the scriptures and then you find um, a word which marks the beginning of whatever and, and then you find a word which has never been used, I mean, which was never referenced or used prior to the time of you finding it, then that's the first time such an occurrence is happening. The case is very simple. Um, on the matter of Noah and his ark, there's this wonderful observation that I made that to be very, very real, how God actually created this whole earth from the Bible's perspective, I'm not trying to talk anything scientific yet. I might be making some hypothesis very soon. How the earth, how God made the earth and then how it began until the time of Noah, there had never been rain. The Bible actually says that God causes mist to come out of um, the earth and then water the plants. And definitely at those point in time in history we all can attest to the fact that there weren't so much people on the earth yet and there wasn't so much pollution or destruction of the earth leading to i don't know destruction of the ozone and a whole lot of stuff meaning the earth was 
as conservative as possible. It was pure and serene as much as possible, like how we would want it to be in the Lorax, right? But rain came down and then destroyed humans. And this rain coming down to destroy the humans was seen as a form of punishment to humans to wipe away some classes of humans off the surface of the earth. Okay, now when the Bible actually says that when God came to, when God spoke to Noah and told him to build an ark, first and foremost, if there has not been rains and then someone is building an ark, where is a person going to use the ark? Definitely is going to use it on waters, not on land. Arks are not supposed to be used on land and ark should be used on the seas right or on, on a water body which can actually sustain its weight and make it float right and this man is building a big ark and placing it on the earth and going about preaching that there's going to be rain 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 first and foremost i believe that the reason why the people then never believed that what noah was talking about concerning rains coming down and destroying the whole of the earth to be, to be true is because they had never in their lives seen anything like that before. Like rains, water coming down from the earth in much force to destroy the whole of the earth. I don't think the earth is so small to the extent that it's possible for rains only to destroy the whole of the earth. I mean, it's going to take lot of water and in the law and a high like i don't know and a long period of rainfall for that to happen and the rains actually did fall in a space of i think 40 days and 40 nights so that means the magnitude of rain which came then to destroy the earth was very 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 high and i mean i don't think even rains from the skies could actually do that job so if we read scriptures we actually um, there's a point of reference to the earth actually opening up and then what is gushing out of the earth. Okay, so we know that if you want to destroy the earth with water, rains won't help. We need to make sure that as far as we're actually um, inducing rain in the process to destroy the earth, we also need to make sure that we we unleash the waters, the waters which are, are in the earth and cashing them out in some full force, possibly causing some quakes, right? And maybe voila, we can actually flood the whole of the earth. Maybe that could be possible. But then in those times, there was no rain. The earth was perfectly sustainable. And the rains came down, killed almost everybody that existed there with the exception of eight and then some few animals. And right after that, we had humans growing on and growing on and growing on until this age. And um, we are beginning to face issues like global warming and um, population um, collapse, I think. And a whole lot of stuff, right? Which on the side of the global warming, I'll say that humans haven't experienced anything as that before. So it's one, it's going to be very, very difficult for humans now, people to understand and say that, oh, okay, this global warming issue is real and then it's serious and then we need to make sure that we we use sustainable stuff as much as possible to help conserve the earth and make it much more sustainable for all of life to live on, right? But then the issue is we don't know. 
we've never actually come across a solution, a, a, a problem like that before as a species. And this is our first. So our approach to it is going to be very catastrophic. It's going to be with a lot of doubts, right? People are going to think it's some form of scam or propaganda for some big people out there to get money through, you know, whatever thing they'll be providing and whatever thing they'll be selling. And that's not, might be the case. That might not be the case. Now, these scientists out there now speaking about this global warming and bringing infallible proofs about this thing and showing it to the whole of humanity that this is what is at stake if we continue to live some certain, if, if we continue to live certain ways of life. We are, we are not going to have a lasting and, I don't know, loving earth as we have it now. You could be wearing nose masks, I mean face masks, complete face masks, not the ones that we did wear during Corona season. Complete face masks, like Chernobyl face masks, walking around in town and then we'll be talking through some tubes and breathing through some, you know, um, oxygen in a backpack. And that is going to make life a little bit awkward and <laughs> cool for me a bit, but socialization is going to be very very hard and then humans actually do thrive on socialization relationships with one another and that so we don't we've not met issues like this before we have come across an issue like this and we have proofs now let's say even if this is just someone else's um imaginative idea just having about the earth and blah 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 and all right what can we do in such a way that we can actually sustain the earth? We can actually make the earth sustainable enough for us and future generations and make sure that even as we live on the earth, what can we do to sustain the earth? What can we do to make sure that life continues to, thri to thrive on the planet? Well, one wonderful idea that Elon had, Elon have had electric cars low emission or no emission we should patronize electric cars and use them which actually does reduce the carbon contents in the atmosphere thereby reducing um, um slowing down or slowing down to reducing the depletion of the ozone layer and especially in africa what can we also do let's say maybe you don't have the money to buy the car let's stop cutting down trees you know trees are life there is this wonderful quote that says, when the last tree dies, the last man dies. But you get the point. Trees are life. Let's stop the lumbering. Like in Lorax. I feel like I'm talking about Lorax too much today. <laughs> right? And let's think about ideas to make sure that this earth becomes the loving place that we've always wanted to have. Even not for ourselves, for the future generation. I don't want the next generation to come around and wearing backpacks full of oxygen for breathing and scared to even, I don't know, like jump in a seas and swim. That's, that's, that's a painful life to live. It's better that it just exploded right now than that's happening. I don't think anybody wants that to happen. So let's not be like the people in Noah's time and be stubborn and not listen and just live life as if we own the earth. We don't own the earth. Your listen is we are on this earth to, I don't know, leave a, a print. And no matter what you do, you're going to leave a print. But then what type of print are you going to leave? Are you going to leave a very wonderful print? 
or a bad prince for the future generations to see and be like, this is a good example of a bad person. We should be much more discerning, listen more, focused on the next generation and make sure that even if it comes flood next time or fires of brimstone from wherever, at least we can still have this suit of armor around the world wherever to deflect all the consequences of our actions in the past however worse they may be and make sure that the earth still lives on and stay greener